Hello and welcome to this week's Mouth of the Time podcast. My name's Liam Kennedy and I'm joined uh, as ever by Newcastle United writer and colleague at the Shields Gazette, Miles Starforth. Miles is just off the back of a, of a Steve Bruce press conference today. Obviously, we've seen everybody out there listening to this will have heard the news, um, particularly concerning news from Newcastle United season. Um, Callum Wilson, six to eight weeks. Looks like a little bit of a, a worse injury than, than had been hoped at first, Miles. Um, what was Steve Bruce's mood like with regards to that injury? He, he was down, uh, as you can imagine. I think we all oh, we knew Fabian Sher was a bad one. Um, it looked like uh, Mankio too, but I think we thought or we hoped Wilson just kind of nipped off in time and we'd just be looking for a week or two weeks. But... Um, far more serious than that. And if there's one player this club can't really afford to be without for any length of time, it's, it's Callum Wilson. Just look at the goals and what he's contributed this season. Um, but we're looking at uh, eight weeks. I don't think we'll see any any of them really until till April. Um, and that's a big, big uh, blow for this club, uh, especially given the position it's in. Yeah, it is. It is because I, I've seen statistics banging around that it's not just been his goals, but his assists as well, hasn't it? He's been involved in, in something like 75%, three quarters of Newcastle United's uh, goals scored in the Premier League this season. He's irreplaceable as compared. Look, you can lose a Almiron, you can lose a St. Maximin, um, you can lose a Dubravka, as has been proven this season. But taking those goals out of this team almost puts you back to square one, doesn't it? Because that's been the key difference this season has been those goals added. Yeah, and he... And even more so, if you look at the last, uh, you know, three games and the improvement in the team, he's really been a fundamental part of that. Uh, so you're right, not just for his goals, for his, his contribution outside the box, uh, the way he's, uh, his pace, his movement, the way he's been pulling teams here and there and creating space. Um, you know, as I said, it is the one play you really, we, we feared really since, since he joined the club, what would happen if he was missing for any length of time. Uh, and that's what we're facing up to now. Yeah, you say that that's that's Steve Bruce's conundrum now, isn't it? Um, I've got my own opinions on on who you would bring in and, and change. I think the obvious one that most Newcastle United fans are talking about is bringing Dwight Gale into the side. We've known uh, Dwight Gale is unhappy with the game time that he's had, unexpectedly unexpe- like, so. He's had very very limited amount of uh, minutes on the pitch. Even when Newcastle United and Callum Wilson weren't scoring goals, Gale couldn't get on the pitch. So he's cut a frustrated figure, but this could really be a big opportunity, in my opinion, for, for somebody like that. I'm reluctant to think that Steve Bruce would start trying to reinvent the wheel with this system. We've played every kind of formation under Steve Bruce in this 18 months, and they finally found one that really works for this team and the players. I'll be really reluctant to see him then throw in, for example, an Andy Carroll. Now, I say Andy Carroll reluctantly as well, because... I think given his recent performances when called upon, he can find himself a little bit unlucky that he isn't getting more more game time. But in this system, where which is built largely around Almiron being the central attack and threat, um, you'd have to change that all around to bring an Andy Carroll back into the side. That's why Dwight Gale, even um, Ryan Fraser potentially, although he's not an out-and-out forward, probably fits in this system slightly better than, for example, a Carroll. The other option, of course, as we know, is is Joe Linton. And I can actually see reasons as to why he did turn to Joe Linton in that side because Joe Linton takes some of those boxes. He can play as a wide forward. He still has that out ball, the physical threat. You can still hit him if you need to, but lacks a lot of <laughs> a lot of the positives that Wilson really brings to the side. Wilson's a dynamic, quick, 
uh, goal scorer and forward who who has played on the on the right and on the left for Bournemouth as well. He's played as a wide forward previously. Um, Joe Linton doesn't have any of that. He's very one paced. Um, can hold the ball up, of course, but but is very slow in his movement, slow in in in, in everything that he that he does. So who do you think, Miles? I've I've sort of given positives and negatives to every potential way and forward there. For me, I'm saying Gale or Fraser. Anybody else doesn't fit. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think what well, the first point I make, I don't see the team, the system changing. I might be wrong. I think this this team is settled in a formation now. I, I you know, I'll be surprised now if this team uh, with Joe, Graham Jones assist and Bruce changes for changes too much for individual games i don't think we'll see chopping and changing between a back five a back four so i think we've more or less settled on the system and it, and, and if you accept that then there is only really dwight gale or he's the first choice um though you're right uh fraser can can kind of play that role but i, I would imagine gale be the first player he turns to you know and I'd agree with you. I think Carroll's Andy Carroll's done done what done well, and he, you know you've got some legs around him. But you, you're then really looking at tweaking things, and um, I'm not sure we're going to see too much of that uh, in the coming weeks. I noticed you did mention Joel Linton. What was your thoughts on that, Miles, during the game? What what were you thinking when that substitution was made? Well, um, I, I, I've, I've been critical of Joel Linton this season, um, and it and you know. It was maybe uh, maybe it was a surprise, but um, I, I, I just I, I don't I don't I still all this time into his career I don't I don't know what I would do with him and where I would necessarily play play him, um, and I think there's uh, there's others ahead of him in the queue to be honest. Uh, we've we've you know we've seen him play some good games, um, even this season they've come against come in the cups against inferior opposition. Um, you know, he's, he's even had good games as a, as a deeper in midfield, um, kind of linking things up. But I just, the one thing he's not is a £40 million striker. You know, he's a, there's a player there, there's, there's, a, there's a talent there, but he's, we can, I think we can all agree he's not a £40 million number nine. Um, but uh, he, he wouldn't, for me, be the player to turn to at, at this time. So we talked about it earlier that there was a couple of other injury knocks talked about with. With Fabian Shaw and Mankiw, as you've mentioned, probably, like you said, not like you see them until April, probably the last six or seven games of the season will be when they'll resurface. Um, but it sounds as though that gap might be plugged slightly. With- yeah, that, that that's less of a concern. Kieran Clark definitely, um, Bruce said today, will be available. Of course, he, he only missed, I say only, but he, he missed the Southampton game because his partner went into labour, understandably. Um the other two who were missing for that game was um, Lascelles and uh, Fernandez. They're touch and go, so you'd hope at least one of those two um, is available. They've been they've been you know had, had kind of muscle problems coming back from COVID and I guess the the, the amount of games. So you, you, the situation there isn't so so uh, critical. It's it's the one area where there's a there's a little bit of depth. I know people have talked about bringing Lejeune back, but there is depth there, and of course Hayden, as we saw, um, as we've seen in recent weeks, is is very comfortable dropping back into into defence. It was his position at Arsenal for for much of his time there. I think I think the biggest concern in a lot of ways is Newcastle have gone from look. It wasn't an embarrassment of riches. It was an embarrassment. It was almost like a a collection of average right backs in a lot of ways. 
but they've gone now to to potentially only having one um, in Emil Kraft for quite some time. Arguably the worst of the lot, and they're going to have to rely on him for the next six to eight weeks. And maybe not the centre, but it's the right side that maybe's comes yeah. to play. And I mean, there's been talk: could you play Jacob Murphy there? Could you play an Isaac Hayden there? For me, Isaac Hayden's got to go back into that midfield because I think he's the perfect one for that deep uh, role which Jeff Hendrick played in the last game. That's where Isaac Hayden thrived most and was excellent against Everton and, and Crystal Palace as well. He was excellent in that position. Yeah, I think I think I'd, Isaac Hayden needs just needs to be in the team. Uh, you, your preference or my preference would be like yours, you know, like you were in midfield. Um, but yeah, right backs are concerned. Typical Newcastle United, they sell. Yedlin and well, no, they don't actually sell him. They they let him go on a free transfer, and a week or two later, the club's crying out for a right back. Um, Kraft hasn't convinced yet. We all know that. It's still, I guess, early in his his career here, but um, he's he's had a tough time adjusting to the to football at this level. Do you, do you want him to be? Well, it looks like he is that he is the the only show in town for the time being. Of course, Hayden can play there though. He's much better in other positions. Murphy's looked okay as a right wing back. As a right back, you'd have to say that that's a big stretch to, to ask him to play that role. Um, but we need Kraft to step up now. He's uh, he's had to wait for a chance and here it is. And we've got to see how, how he gets on. Sink or swim for the Swede by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere in the in the press conference, Miles, what, what else was discussed today? Well, as you can imagine, it was dominated by the injuries. That's the the, the big headlines, of course. Uh, more praise from uh, Steve Bruce for Joe Willock on his debut. Um, Going to reiterate the, what, what he said about him when he signed about that he brings something different. He's going to get a goal as he did 15, well, 15 minutes into his debut. Um, touched on one or two other things, and of course, the the other headline was to come. It was the the online. Abuse, which has been in the headlines over the Mike uh, Mike Dean and uh, the abuse he's had since those dis- dismissals, he spoke a bit about his own experience. We've all we've we've all seen tweets and and um, abuse aimed at him, which is unacceptable. It's one thing criticizing him or a player or questioning questioning him, but uh, that there's no excuse for for some of the things we, we've we've all read, uh, you know, posted about him and others. It is. It's it's totally unacceptable. I think everybody who sort of um, puts their head above the parapet largely on social media has to say that, that it's part of the territory, really. You get these things coming your way, but it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it right. There's, there's a lot of people out there who see uh, social media as a platform they can vent, they can say whatever they like with no recourse. Nothing comes back on them. And that is largely true, and that's the saddest part about all of this, is that these anonymous accounts may well be, we don't know, we don't have evidence of what Steve Bruce said, but we've got to take his word as gospel. He's probably had some things have come his way via other people. We know he's not actively himself on social media, but he has had these things thrown at him. People wishing he was dead, COVID, he mentioned them in the press conference. It's wrong. It's a disgrace. And these people can hide. And, and they won't even get thrown off Twitter. I've had personal experiences of death threats on Twitter in previous roles. And and having reported those to then to Twitter, you get nothing back. There's been there's been no we cannot we cannot suspend that account. I think there's just a hands off approach that that um, that needs changed. There needs to be an accountability. But these aren't new words. These are things people have been saying for years now. 
Um, Miles, what's your experience been like on social media? Have you ever had any any moments like that, or or, any, or come across anybody that has? I, th- I think every, every all journalists working here, like like uh, anyone else, has had experience of. Uh, I've not, no, not had any death threats. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank, thankfully, though it's uh, you know if it, it's not something I, I should be joking about. Um, but yeah, we've all we've all had abuse. We've been called called. Uh, had our integrity, our professionalism, everything questioned, and 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 you know, had some quite vulgar vulgar things thrown at you. But um, it, of course, it's not acceptable, and and no one should have have that face that in their job. Um, and football, such a kind of intensified or rarefied uh, field to work in, and um, it, it's you'd hope now that the the steps are going to be taken by these social media companies to police it uh, a, a lot more um i know i know it's hard for them you, you ban someone that can pop up with another anonymous account and this that's that's a that's, that's the nature of it really but um we we all want to see do constructive debate you know um a reasoned debate is is it possible is it possible to have that on twitter or other social media media sites so we, we've seen the good that uh, social media can do but we also on a daily basis see we see far too much bile and hate and i'm not just talking about football it, it spills over into politics and and what we've seen in you know in the united states and, and elsewhere it's uh it, it i guess it's just a, a, an issue for our times it is it is it's an, it's an unwanted issue something that like you said people like ourselves and others um others in, in different roles positions jobs have to put up on a day with on a daily basis and and it's just an unacceptable accepted norm of, of the kind of job that we do but it's a shame to hear that that, that steve bruce look professionally you can look at the guy and say do i think he's doing a good enough job does he deserve to be any cassette magic and ask all of these kind of questions and come up with your own answers you, of course you can you can you can you can watch some of these recent performances games or you know um, and say he's he, he, he's got to go he's got this wrong he's he, you know it yeah. just when it, when it gets into like abuse um and, and of course then oh, death threats is, a, is another level entirely um of course um you, you don't know who's making half of these threats through, due to the anonymity that's another argument should people be able to have these kind of anonymous accounts but um yeah, it it it's an issue, and it's not uh, sadly, it's not going to not going to go any go away anytime soon. You feel? No, it's a sad. Like I said, it's an it's an accepted norm. Unfortunately, the unacceptable side of, of social media. In terms of uh, looking ahead, Miles, before we finish up, obviously you've got the game on on Monday night. Um, you'll be down there at Stamford Bridge. Um, are you expecting more of the same from Newcastle United, or do you think these injury blows and the and the tweaks that they'll have to make? at least in personnel terms, will have an impact on Newcastle United. We've seen Chelsea in decent form. They're doing quite well uh, under a new manager, etc. Um, it's going to be a tough night for Newcastle United, but at least what I would say is that my feeling on it is at least it feels like this Newcastle United side can compete now in the way that they're set up. Well, my, my sense, and, and I didn't get a question today, did brief Cyprus only took two or three from written journalists, but uh, is that, as I said, we're not going to see this too many changes. I don't think I might be wrong, but I'll be surprised if they, they, they go to Chelsea and play with a back five and just get men behind the ball. I think certainly the philosophy Graham Jones has brought to the club, and we know he's done a lot of the work uh, since he's been here on the training pitch. Um, is is you play you play your game, you you play, 
Um, that was the way it was always with Roberto Martinez. You know, remember his his uh, his Wigan teams and and even even the national teams. They they play their football, and you would hope even without Callum Wilson, they can cause Chelsea problems. Of course, they're going to be without the ball for for, for long spells. Um, they'll need uh, that organisation that. Uh, that solidity, which we, we we've seen at times this season, we saw, of course, um, against Southampton. Uh, they'll need that, but there's, there's pace in this team, and Sam Maximum, of course, has has, has really added something since he's come back. Uh, um, so hopefully they can go there and cause a few problems. Can they get a result? That's a big, big ask. But um, they're in a better state than they were a few weeks ago. Um, and well, that said, the still not not uh, positions not not uh, comfortable enough for my liking but uh, a 10 point gap uh, at this stage of the season uh, you'd, you'd have to accept that what what i would say is before we sign off today is my i think there will be more panic in the next couple of weeks because Fulham have gone a long way without a win mm. i think they will they're, they're not mm. a bad side they're struggling but they're, they're doing okay and i think they'll win one of the next three they're going to have to um, if they're going to put a fight up. And I would imagine by the time Newcastle United come out of their two games against Chelsea and Manchester mm. United, that that gap will have yeah. closed slightly. Um, Fulham have, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Miles, but I'm sure they've got their game in hand, which is, is Burnley, and they've got Sheffield United, and they've mm. got another um, game which is potentially as well. You would imagine that they'll, they'll close the gap, and we could potentially out the back of Man United be looking at a gap that's back down to around six points. Yeah, if they can get a couple of results, I think what we have to do is, as a fan base, um, as a as a Newcastle United community, is maybe just stay calm, not lose heads again like what has happened in the past, and just accept that could well happen. Um, but there's still a healthy gap there, and even if they do get a draw and a win out of those three games, it would only be six points, still two games. And Newcastle is then going to run a games of four or five themselves, which look winnable. And look, yeah. you definitely yeah, because yeah, we can look at the bigger picture. This this club, this squad should not be in this position. Let's get you know, let's put that out there. That this season should have been about pushing for the for a top ten place. But this is where the club is. It's where we are, um, and there has been an improvement. And we can just uh, as you, as you said. Uh, hopefully stay calm and come through this you, you know you're right if Fulham get a result or two over the next week or so and, and, and we're, of course we're 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 kind of half assuming they're not going to get anything from the next two two games who, who knows but it, it could could get again get a, a lot more uh, uncomfortable but uh, um, at least there's, there's been an improvement um, so we'll have to see where that that takes us over the over the coming weeks thanks Miles. Um, that was another edition of the Mouth of the Time podcast. You can get it at all the usual places, Google Podcast, Acast. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a comment on Twitter as well. Let us know if you like the product. Thanks, Miles. We'll see you on the uh, we'll see you in the back end of Stamford Bridge. And we'll see if Newcastle are any closer to the relegation zone or, or they've picked themselves up again and, and continued their drive away from it. Thanks a lot and cheers for listening.